welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Victor Beer. He is an Ayurvedic doctor, Ayurvedic teacher, and a speaker, and he's also the co-founder of International Institute of Ayurveda. Welcome to the show, Victor. Thank you, Ajay. Good to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Welcome to India in this online form, though you keep on visiting India and are due to, due, due to visit it once again very soon. Uh, but this, this show will be, you know, about a lot about understanding about Ayurveda benefits. And I'm sure a lot of people across the globe will benefit from you. So first to understand from you, Victor, about your interest in Ayurveda interest. Uh, your, did you go to Ayurveda or Ayurveda company? So my training in Ayurveda was in the United States and India both. Um, but in India, it's a very different kind of training, as you probably know. It's a licensed medical care system in India, which requires at least five years of training, five and a half. In the United States, it's quite different right now. Uh, it only requires two years of training, and it's not licensed in the United States. So I had to kind of pave my own way uh, to become an Ayurvedic doctor. Um, in the United States and Europe. And, but I always return to India every year for four or five months to continue my training with Ayurvedic doctors there. Right, right. So what, what was the reason for your interest in Ayurveda being from, you know, from the Western part of the world? So people generally believe a bit more on, uh, on the Western uh, medicine. Nothing wrong with this Ayurveda, but, you know, generally people tend to go towards that sort of an education. What made you go for being an Ayurveda doctor? Well, there was a, I started practicing yoga when I was 18 to heal some of my own personal health issues. And I immediately saw the benefit of some of the more ancient and Eastern healing traditions. And then through my yoga teacher, I was introduced to Ayurveda at the age of 24. Um, and frankly, I found it to be much more effective than the allopathic approaches. Right, right. So Victor, Help us understand, you know, in today's time, uh, almost every second person, third person know about Ayurveda. They have learned, uh, heard from someone or, or the other, but they don't know beyond that. And then there are, you know, uh, things which may stop them that, okay, this is something Western, some Western medicine is available, cure is available. Why not go for a very quick cure for that? How can, you know, how do you explain Ayurveda uh, in the Western world, especially even in India, people, uh, people know about Ayurveda, it's, it's from here, uh, but uh, there is also a prevalence, a lot of prevalence on Western medicine. Government is trying to put a lot of emphasis on Ayurveda, but here also a lot of education needs to be required where it works better, where you need to have patience. Help us understand from that perspective, you know, how do you explain Ayurveda to the whole world? So Ayurveda is about finding root causes of our problems and removing them at a fundamental level that's built into our lifestyle, uh, diet, habits, the way we relate to others is extremely important. Whereas allopathic medicine is mainly focused on relieving symptoms for the most part. So, um, you know, since you're in India, we can use the word cure. I'm not allowed to use the word cure in the United States, but in India we can. 
And so I would say where allopathy seeks to cover up illness, Ayurveda seeks to cure illness. And there's a big difference between the two. I think the major attraction to allopathy over Ayurveda is it requires less work on behalf of the individual to heal. So, you know, it's tempting to just take a pill to get rid of a problem. But as many of us have had the personal experience, do you really get rid of the problem? Right. So right now, if I understand you are in Italy, so how do you, you know, how, how, how does a normal consultation work? If a person, if a patient comes to you for treatment, how does it go? Is it like any other procedure? How do you start with the diagnosis? And is it, is it the same way that allopathic medicine works? Are there areas where they overlap? You use the Western uh, system to also, you know, diagnose. How does this work? And how do you then prescribe things? What do you tell your patients? I'm just trying to understand how it works in the day-to-day -day life of an Ayurveda doctor in the Western world. Yeah, so it actually looks fairly similar to how it does in India, except uh, our consultations tend to be quite a bit longer because most Westerners have no framework for what Ayurveda is. They don't know the words pitta, vata, kapha. Uh, they don't understand kind of the basics of eating dal and rice or something even as simple as that, right? Um, so there's a lot more education that has to be done in the West, but fundamentally it looks the same. They'll come into the clinic. Uh, we'll do a full workup on their body. We'll look at their eyes, their tongue. Uh, we'll read their pulses. Uh, we'll palpate their abdomen. We'll go over their health history. And then by the end, we'll have typically given them a dietary routine to follow, a lifestyle routine to follow for rhythm of the day, and an herbal protocol to follow. That's the basic. And maybe some counseling, right, that has to do with the manas or the mind to help alleviate some of those issues that everyone's facing these days. Right, right. In today's time, a lot of people, you know, have this awareness about Ayurveda. And people talk about a lot, you know, about Ayurveda alternative healthcare. In terms of how do you see the future going on with, uh, you know, more advancements in medicines? Uh, in fact, now AI has come in and there will be much more faster medicine that will be made with uh, new medicines will come, more combinations. At such a time, you know, Ayurveda, how do you see future panning out in terms of healthcare? more awareness towards alternative health but at the same time new medicines also coming on the allopathy front how does the future look like for a patient well ayurveda tries to capture a fundamental principle of healing which is you know uh, still alive and well in india um, definitely which is that if you're not connected to the spirit then you will eventually harm your body in some way or another so Ayurveda contains that in its basic fundamental framework of how it operates and then describes how you become healthy from that point. Allopathy does not acknowledge that at all. And I don't think there's a pill anyone can take that's going to help them reconnect with their own soul. So I don't think Ayurveda is, I don't think we have to worry about it being overtaken by Western medicine because fundamentally there's not a cure for feeling lost inside that can be handled by just merely a physical means. So um, Ayurveda is an art form that, and medicinal system that encourages people to do those internal practices to reconnect with the core of themselves so that they can harmonize their nervous system and function as a true human being. Right. 
and when a patient gets better uh, how, how what is your their reaction how do they convey their feedback to you victor clients yeah yeah your your patients in in the in italy uh, or or anywhere else when you prescribe yeah. how how do they uh, how do they convey uh, their their feelings obviously feelings are feelings but i just want to understand how much they have understood about ayurveda and you know because in the allopathic medicine you have the medicine you start feeling good or not so good and you immediately know but in ayurveda it works as in a much more holistic manner so how do they then convey their understanding of this whole stuff whether they have it so uh, do they consider it more of a placebo or is it okay let's try it out or is it that they walk in with a lot of trust and then you know uh, that that whole thing of works on them yeah it's a good question it completely depends on the person uh, some people are very skeptical some people are very trusting and by, but by no means is it a placebo um, the medicines are very real uh, plant medicine has been around for thousands and thousands and thousands of years or longer really and they have a profound effect on the body um, most western pharmaceuticals are derived from plants um, so yeah it completely depends on the person their experience with it and whether they're willing to follow a protocol and one pe- one place where people get hung up is the diet right who wants to change their diet really um, because of all the comforts it brings and things like that but for those people who are willing to change their habits, dietary patterns, take the herbs on time, follow instructions, um, most of them see pretty wonderful benefit within a relatively short amount of time, depending on the disease. Okay. Okay. Let, let's look at it this way. What are the things that Ayurveda can do and what are the things it cannot do? And for that, uh, Western medicine in the, is the best. How can one look at this? Well, certainly these days in our modern era, if you require any immediate surgical intervention, you should definitely go allopathic. That's not to say Ayurveda doesn't have a branch, but it's not really practiced so much anymore. Um, But Ayurveda was responsible for some of the first surgeries ever in recorded history. So, but these days, if you're going to get some major surgery, you're probably going to go to an allopathic hospital. Um, As far as everything else goes, chronic diseases, genetic disorders, you name it. Um, I would still, I would still go all the way Ayurvedic. I would, I would find a great Ayurvedic doctor. I'd practice Panchakarma and I would really commit myself to a protocol and lifestyle that's conducive to my own healing. Um, I don't, I haven't found a better system. Okay. Okay. How much is, what is the state of research in Ayurveda? In Western medicine, we know a lot of Trials keep on happening, new things, and then they make they make that much of news. Also, companies spend a lot of money, and there is a lot of uh, money involved in uh, in in, uh, in say production of pharmaceutical drugs. What about the research in Ayurveda, or is it about just the same system that has been going on, or new things are also coming? No, there there's actually a lot of research going on in Ayurveda. Um, there's tons of journals and articles put out by Ayurvedic doctors all over the world. And there are always new proprietary formulas being created um, by clever minds who want to work with plants that way and, and new techniques. But I will say that fu- the fundamental techniques of Ayurveda are pretty set and have been established for many, many, many millennia. Okay. Okay. And you have established this International Institute of Ayurveda. 
tell us about this institute where is it and what does it do well it's based in the united states and italy and uh we have an ayurvedic clinic where we see patients on a day-to-day basis and we also have an ayurvedic school where we mainly teach westerners um not to say that someone from india isn't invited of course they are right but um, we cater our education system to those in Europe and the United States so that uh, they can get an Ayurvedic education outside the licensure system of, of India. Um, but we bring them to India for a month every year to train under Ayurvedic doctors there. So the Institute is all about educating people about Ayurveda and carrying it into the future and the horizons of the West where it's not as well known. Right, right. In terms of chronic illness, a lot of people, you know, uh, this all chronic illnesses, lifestyle illnesses, and people keep on taking medicines almost throughout their lives. There is no cure for many of the situations. What is the, what would you like to tell such people about the benefits of Ayurveda? Can they try it? Are there any side effects in Ayurveda? Many people like may be worried who do not know about this. So how can they do and how impactful can Ayurveda be in terms of uh, chronic illnesses, especially say diabetes, blood pressure, you know, and any anything else that you would like to add so that, you know, most of these people, while they are using the Western system, allopathic medicines, they also try, uh, can try Ayurveda without any fear of anything. Well, I would say that Ayurveda is wonderful at dealing with most chronic conditions. Um, you know, the, especially diabetes, which is the number one disease in the world right now. I mean, aside from depression, basically. And Ayurveda is incredible at, at managing diabetes and reversing diabetes. Uh, has been for a long, long time. And because it works at a core level and deals with the met- metabolism in a way that allopathy doesn't address. Um, And so I'd say anyone who has diabetes should definitely venture into looking into Ayurveda and finding a great Ayurvedic physician uh, to help them reverse their diabetes, because it's definitely possible. If you can't completely reverse it because it's too chronic and been around too long, you can make a huge change um, and make a big recovery, if not a full recovery. I'm actually currently writing a book on Ayurveda for diabetes that will come out at the end of the year. And... um, but diabetes is kind of the quintessential lifestyle disease, chronic lifestyle disease right now. But many other diseases follow very similar pathology as diabetes with just a few twists and turns. And Ayurveda is great at dealing with all that stuff. So it's definitely worth trying out. Right, right. In terms of mental health, a lot of this issue about mental health, anxiety, nervousness, palpitations, so many things have come up in uh, especially in the recent time, I, whatever reasons you may call, social media, the health, uh, you know, the workplaces and all. Where does Ayurveda stand in terms of dealing with uh, things related to uh, mental health? A lot of, uh, say, clinical psychologists, they may prescribe medicines. Does Ayurveda have that, uh, any sort of a offering in terms of taking care of people's mental health? Yeah, it has tons of offerings in terms of taking care of people's mental health, but few, it only has very few options when it comes to like taking a herb or a plant, right? 
there are some plant medicines that help pacify the nervous system in the mind, but they're not the same thing as pharmaceutical drugs and they never intended to be. Um, Ayurveda takes a very spiritual approach to mental health, which is that you need to basically build authentic uh, relationships with everyone around you that are based in spiritual ascent, right? And that's the way to stay mentally healthy um, and remain connected with nature, which is something that we're swiftly giving up, which is a big mistake, according to Ayurveda. Um, so, you know, basically, the less we connect with nature, the bigger our ego gets, the more mental problems we have. Um, and certainly social media is fueling that fire, although it's not necessarily the cause of it. Um, but for the most part, people are relating less and disconnecting from nature more. And that at a fundamental level is causing a lot of mental disease. Feelings of isolation, abandonment, uh, lack of nurturing, uh, no support, ostracization, all those things take a big toll on the mental health. Right, right, Victor. How about sourcing of medicines in Ayurveda? And especially uh, in Italy or in the US, how do you do? In India, it's a different story. It's much more easy. easy. How do you do that? And uh, what is the nature of clearance? Is it easily cleared uh, at, the, at your customs and in the US, in, the, in, U, in Europe? How does it work? Or you well, can source there also in locally. Yeah, in the United States, um, there's a pretty good uh, network formed at this point where, of course, not all Ayurvedic medicines, but many are, are quite accessible. Um, in Italy, it's a little bit tougher, but if you know where to look, like if I call up one of the major Indian manufacturers and they, they want to send me a shipment, I can receive it if I go through the jump through the proper hoops. So it's available in, in Europe, uh, especially countries like Germany have a big influx of Ayurvedic medications. Um, so it's definitely possible to get the medications you need. Right. And you said, if I heard you correctly, you said that in, in, in Italy or maybe even on, in U.S. or one or two, one of the two places, you cannot use the word cure for Ayurveda. Am I right? Correct. Why, why, why is it so? And in India, we can use that. Well, in India, it's a licensed practice. In the United States and in Europe, it's not licensed. And only licensed med medical practitioners are allowed to use the word cure. It's just a law that was set up. So we have to say things like manage. Okay. Okay. So you manage with the word manage. We manage. manage. But in India, it's fair game. Absolutely. Absolutely. You see, Ayurveda is such a vast field and there is so much to learn about this. And, you know, it's nice to see that you have learned so much and you still are learning. But those who want to learn more about you, how can they do so? And those people who want to try Ayurveda with you, in, especially in the U.S. And, and Europe, how can they do that? Well, I'm easy to get a hold of. Just uh, my website's www.iiayurveda.com. Uh, and then my email's reception at iiayurveda.com. And just send an email, reach out, happy to talk to you and help you with whatever you need, Ayurvedically speaking. Wonderful. With this, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much indeed for joining us. Thanks, Ajay.